Welcome to Five Star Pull. Welcome, emperors and empresses, to Five Star Pull, a discussion and debate podcast about our favorite mobile game, Empires and Puzzles. You're here with Laser, Reject, and I'm Valchin. A lot has been happening in Empires and Puzzles since last we recorded. Let's talk about that stuff. We had a full week of nonstop event type things, events. Mm. Uh, Atlantis, Costume, Valhalla, all in one week. Let's talk about it, guys. How'd you do? What'd you think? I want to say with the the schedule change, we're going to be saying that every time we record. There's mm. always so much happening now. So There's a lot going we're on. We're just always on the grind. And especially this week, I feel like Valhalla and Atlantis are very grind-forward events. Um, yes. Where it's like, you know, until you run out of Midgard gnomes... Why stop in Atlantis? It's like there's no reason to ever stop with those upped rewards. So, right. Yeah, it's a very grind heavy season with a little costume summon in the middle there. Yeah, the costume summon, uh, the costume event is not very grindy. You know, it's just yeah. making sure you get it done. Mm-hmm. I do look forward to it every month, though. You never know who you're going to pull. And uh, this month for me, so far, my Valhalla pulls have been uh, garbage, and my Atlantis pulls were forgettable. But I had a costume Melindor pull from the costume summon. You've been waiting for a long time. Good Very for you, happy. Jack. Very happy. You need that. I, you know what? I did. I did, Falchion. And I got it. So here we are. How about you guys? Any, any, any good pulls, these three events? Uh, no good pulls for me. During Atlantis, I did pull uh, Mitsuko, that f- another five-star red. Ooh, my 10th wow. five-star red. Jeez. So, Unreal. Another big red gal to toss on the pile. Well, well, now all of your war teams can have a five-star red in them. I mean, uh, Tavern of Legend teams. Even deeper. Oh, the depth. All your ninja teams. <laughs> I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. I'm excited, and she's great. She's she's really fun to plug and play. I'm excited to use her, um, but I got a lot of people that I'm working on right now. Other than that, um, didn't get anything from costume. Oh, I got a costume Sonia. I had pretty good luck. I got amazing. I got, I got a costume Sonia. I had already had a Sonia, but didn't have her costume, so got got to uh, invest champion. in her. Which is fun because I was looking for another four star blue to invest in, and but Valhalla, the one, the the event that I look forward to most every month, uh, absolute garbage. But I got caught up, got to Province Fifteen, so now I am prepared and ready to march into Season Four. Guys, I thought about something during Valhalla Forever. I think there needs to be more gnomes to make it worth a grind. <laughs> <laughs> Like more, like frequency. I feel like I got a gnome like twice uh, throughout my grind. And I feel like I wanted more gnomes to be available for me to get cool stuff. I definitely feel like I got more gnomes last time around than this time around. It's probably all completely luck. But I did find myself thinking, been a long time since I've seen one of them gnomes. I grinded a lot harder last time than this time. So I also have... 
received less known blessings, but I will say I haven't gotten any Orichalcum nuggets from my gnomes. They've been dropping coins and food. And so I've been grateful for what the few gnomes I've received have brought. I'm so sorry, Laser. That's okay. I just feel like there should be... Because Atlantis is always good to grind because of the loot. Always, and the whole time. Valhalla Forever just isn't great to grind because you don't get much cool stuff. And the gnomes are few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's honest. Thanks for sharing that, Laser. <laughs> yeah. I'd share anything with you guys. Appreciate that, man. Did we have any rare quests come up this uh, this past couple weeks? Shiloh Desert, baby. Yes, those yellow sands with holy prizes. Hmm. Was able to, you know, obtain those darts, and Vivica is a big old gal now. Hmm. So she's finally in her final ascension. I'm on my way making her up to 480, and pretty excited to have a five-star healer. Yeah, Shiloh's good for all of us because we're all working on a yellow. Yeah, man. So it's good to have. What yellow are you working on, Reject? I got that Urias last month, my first hero oh, right. of the month. So Amazing. Um, after that desert, I found those darts and those deep in those hot sands. I <laughs> now am only two darts away, but there's three darts per darts. So six darts, one could say, away from uh, fully pumping up Urias. Yeah, I'm uh, looking to level up Drake Fong because mm. he was he was actually my first five star I ever pulled. Um, really? But I chose yeah he was, but I chose Bay Young over him as my first three star, or three uh, excuse me my first yellow five star to level up, which you know hit up the mailbag if you think that was a bad idea, <laughs> but that's what I chose to do. Um, so yeah, I, I would love to. You, Thank you, thank you. I would love to get Drake Fong up there too because he's great. Yeah, I've got a Urias as well. I'd love to push him up there. Oh, either yeah, you him- both have Urias. Yeah, Team Urias, man. Jeez. Uh, either him or June. I've got a June as well. So happies and crappies from this past couple weeks, guys. Reject. You want to kick us off? My happy would have to be I had a new high score on Titan damage. Ooh. I was able to. I, I it's I'm, it's not that impressive, guys. I see on the red that there's the hundred K club. But mm. I'm working on my own bacon club. Um, I got <laughs> I, I broke 63k on that Titans behind, and that felt good to kick his ass, you know. So, That's great. Why bacon? I'm missing something. Bacon club? Just a hundred k club bacon club. Just you know the word club. Yeah, turkey. Club. Oh, I like a I'm sandwich. I'm in the turkey club. <laughs> I'm in the bacon club, which is a bacon sandwich with bacon, lettuce, and tomato. <laughs> I see. <laughs> just yeah. extra bacon on that uh it makes total club. sense now that you explain yeah, that you're yeah. in the bacon club yeah, for the people for, i just, knew exactly what he was saying just gotta wait a second it'll all click <laughs> together you know it's like it's like jenga but in reverse um 63 dude <laughs> so that's good my, i'm my, gonna check right now what mine is oh oh no this is scary yeah i'm Ooh. definitely down in the in the soft like the very soft slimy turkey club uh, <laughs> we're, we're at like uh like i think i broke 40k once proud of you what's another kind of sandwich like of the best kind of club you could imagine <sighs> not a 100k club but like a is there a steak club Ooh, <laughs> probably steak club tenderloin steak with bacon lettuce tomato on top. <laughs> it's literally guys 
<laughs> it's a porterhouse. It's just this big old T-bone. I, I'm in that cold cut trio club. Because <laughs> I got, my highest is 66, Whoa. 466. So that's pretty great. Yeah, you, you've, you, you've surpassed me. But I will, I will, I, yet I rise, you know. No, well, you usually beat me in Titan damage generally, so I, I'll, I'll hold that, uh, I'll hold that Cold Cut Trio Club over you. I don't think I ever got to my crap. Uh, no, go for it. <laughs> my, my, uh, my crap uh, was the uh, the just Valhalla pulls have been disappointing. I don't know. I got my Odin a few months ago, but since then I've done a lot of pulls. And uh, nothing spicy, you know. So I might have one more pull before this event ends, and I hope I get a good one. Falchion, how about you, man? What are your uh, happies and crappies this this season? I'll be quick. Uh, happy getting Vivica up there. It's just really nice to have a five-star healer and feel. It's just always nice to get a five-star all the way up. Um, so that's definitely my happy. For my crappy, I'd probably agree with you. The Valhalla pulls. I'm just, I'm not disappointed with Valhalla. I'm disappointed in my own luck. Um, over the past two Valhalla Forevers, I, you know, have done, I think, 19 pulls and mm. only got one new hero. So, and that was a missed last time. I mean, that, 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 that 0.6% non-featured season three hero. It's brutal. Yeah. So, it's so tough. low. Yeah. But, yeah, and so, Again, not upset with the game, just, you know, it just never, it's it's not fun. Especially when I, you know, I love Valhalla so much and I want, you know, I want those heroes so badly. I, I, again, they are terrific. Of course, everyone wants them, but even just for the artwork, you know, the aesthetic alone. My happy and crappy are both tied to war this, these past couple weeks. My... Oh, we've been in the wars. Yeah, the first war we were in, I was able to kill six teams which felt great. I like timed everything out right, made sure I could do it. Killed six That's teams, awesome. felt awesome. Uh, my crappy is that, that was my happy, by the way. My crappy is that in the second war this past couple weeks, I only killed two teams. And I used I used all my teams to kill two teams. <laughs> just, you oh, know, just, no. you just missed hard, you know? You just <laughs> Screw this guy in luck. particular. I don't care about the team. Yeah. So that's my happy and crappy. Clear the bench. Let's jump into our first segment here. It's a brand new segment. Reject. Welcome to Inside Thunderdome. <laughs> Two ideas enter, one idea leaves. Not really, but in this segment, we're gonna we're gonna present opposing ideas and battle them out. You won't break any rules because there aren't any. Wow. <laughs> this week, we are going to enjoy a long-standing personal blood feud between myself and Falchion, a tale mm. as old as time, the clash of the four-star healers, Melindor versus Rigard. And we're going to have Laser moderate um, <laughs> this no-holds-barred, no-hits-barred, no weapons barred brawl. Yeah, and I will I promise to be uh biased. Unbiased? whichever it is. <laughs> whichever it makes the most sense. Fifty fifty. <laughs> yeah. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> I've heard it all the three ways, really. So let's start with stats, guys. Tell me why you think Rigard or Melindor has better stats. 
Reject, thank you for jumping into this courageous conversation with me. I know it's been Happy to ups be here. and downs. I know we've had our, our bouts, but um, I'm glad we can finally settle this. Uh, for stats, let's go down to basics. At their, when you bring up their picture, when you just look at their base stats, their Rigard's power level is at 644 when he's fully maxed, fully ascended, fully you know leveled up. Melendor's at a puny 638. That's with no emblems. That's with nothing. So they're already saying, hey, Rigard, you're a little bit stronger. You probably know, and as we know, Rigard is a tank. He is a very defense-heavy um, healer. Melendor is more on the offensive side. So, I, I, And my point for the stats is that, one, his power level is already higher. Two, what you want in a healer I think the most important, the absolute most important factor in a healer is survivability and durability. And with that high defensive stat, he's able to stick around to support the team. All right, here's where you're wrong. So, three letters. A-T-K. Attack! <laughs> That's what it's always been about. Defense puts people in the hospital. Attack puts people in the morgue. <laughs> Melendor is a stone cold, born in the wool killer. The man doesn't have a lot of HP. He he's wearing robes that he made from the animals he killed with his hands and his magics. Um, the other thing that I love about Melendor's base stats is that he's a debuffer, right? Taking away the enemy's buffs. Whereas Rigard, as a cleanser, I can bring antidotes to most fights and cleanse my team. There is no item as potent as the magic of Melendor's mighty staff wand. Um, and yes, that survivability is important, but even what's more important is winability. You look in Melendor's eyes, he's a winner. I think you're out of mind. Here's the thing. Oh gosh, I'm, gonna get, I'm already getting pissed. <laughs> um, is that what you neglect is that, yes, Melendor is a debuffer. You know who else is a debuffer? Many other four stars that you can bring. You can bring a Sonya. You can bring a Cademon. You can bring all these other people who can do that job. But you need a cleanser. And sure, you know, when you're talking through an offensive standpoint, when you're talking about your offensive team, that's great. But you need, if you're going to use someone on a defensive team, on an offensive team to cleanse you as well, you need that. It's important. You know who else can cleanse uh, Falchion? Costume Cademan. Costume Sonia. God has already provided the perfect rebut to your butt. Wow. Intense stuff. I'm going to give uh, 20 points to Rigard for uh, several good points. Hmm. And That's also, uh, we're going to give 22 to uh, Melendor for their stats. We'll take every one. So, pretty specific s stats there. Rigard literally has higher stats. Debatable. How did he uh, lose? It is debatable. Uh, <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't lost everything. He's just lost the stats conversation. Let's jump into costumes. Go ahead right. take this one, Regis. I'll, I'll, I'll start this one off. So, what I first love about Melder's costume, there's a story here. Maybe you heard it. The greatest story ever told. The Lord of the Rings. He starts off as Melendor the Grey, but he ends as Melendor the White with a beautiful staff of justice. And, as Falchon noted, his defense is a touch lower, 
but that costume ability buffs his defense for three turns. So he's rounded himself out. He's keeping that wildly high attack while covering his one weakness. Um, I also think it, I think both costumes honestly look really cool, but I do love that Melanders has a narrative tied to it. Also, if you are worried about that low defense, Melanders costume, his defense is a bit higher. His attack is a bit lower. He's a bit more well-rounded. So on the whole, great costume. One of the few costumes with a narrative. Falchion, uh, what does your little Rigard boy got? I like Rigard because of his originality. Whereas Melendor is just a cut and paste from another tale, we've got Rigard who you you proclaim so boldly about having off- offense. Rigard's got an effing sword on his shoulder. Look at that blade. Look at that sheath. He is great. Also, the dude looks dapper. That man is ready to steal your girl immediately. <laughs> I love him. You know what? As an as an insecure man, I don't want someone around to steal my girl. I want a father figure. So there. <laughs> wow, good stuff. Deep stuff. Uh, piercing stuff. We're gonna give uh, Melendor sixty three points on that one. That's and a lot. Rigard, uh, Rigard a strong eighty five. Oh. Let's jump into skill trees. Is that higher? I can't. <laughs> okay, I'll start with this one. Honestly, I really, I this is an area where I have a hard time with because I go back and forth. Mm. For, I will say for Melendor, I really do like having that companion. I think it is fun having a minion on your side. Do I have I have a costume Melendor that I use, um, and I, I'm always really excited to see that. However, when we're talking about the purpose of these heroes, of a healer, survivability withstanding being able to look out for your team to take hits to heal and cleanse the people around you that mana shield is very important because when you're in a bind and you're trying to throw those emblems out into out into outer space with hopes of gaining that mana back and someone like a freaking liju or a chow Mm. targets you to try and take away that mana you have an opportunity for Rigor to take out that sword to block that special and to say no, I'm going to I'm going to lay my life on the line for my brothers and sisters in arms, and I'm going to heal them. Damn it! I once heard wise words from a wise man. He said, "You shall not get by me," and that man was Melindor. <laughs> Melindor is able to copyright. You know, you know, for reasons, small giant had to tweak it. But <laughs> Melendor, yes, he take hits, but for that survivability, having that little green guy to help with his little gives him a little extra health pad, helps him even more. That's that little vine attacks here, boys. Melendor is amazing, and I will say for the costume, that Jinx Wizard attack bonus. If you really want to lean into the attack machine, the costume bonus for the offense goes even even harder. Mana Shield is one of the most least sexy abilities. Doesn't hurt your enemy. It just helps against a very specific type of harm. And uh, I'm all about the sexiness. So, Strong points for skill trees. We're going to put Melendor at 10 points uh, and Rigard mm. at 10 points for their skill tree. Ooh. Wow, that's about bonuses. even. It's right about even if you're doing your math. Roughly. Uh, let's jump into their art, guys. What do you think about their art? 
again, originality. I love. I, I like to talk about originality for for Rickard. He's got. He's got great armor, a great sword. He looks good. Look at the freaking casualty of his hand in his pocket, just ready to take on whatever it is. He's standing there. He's confident. Why? Because he's got that high defensive stat, and he can take whatever blows come his way. Whereas Melendor is just a Walmart superstore, discounted clearance rack hero out of Lord of the Rings, which lacks complete originality. No offense, small giant. We love your game. But uh, in the um, in the originality and the desire to create a new hero, you lost it with this one. When I look at Rigard, you know what I see? I see the 1%. I see a rich man who's never had to raise a finger for anything in his life. I look at OG Melendor. I see a wizard of the people. A druid who's going around with his rough clothes, his gray, tattered, mangled beard, feather in his cap, just walking around helping the little guy. And then after he died and was resurrected by God, he got some dope white sheets. In a, in, a, in a little bit of a beard trim. Uh, so Rigard, you know, Rigard's not on my side. Rigard, R- Rigard is against me. You know, mm. Rigard wants me to work for $6 an hour the rest of my life. Melendor, he's going to make some berries. You want to talk about originality? Have you seen that staff with that blue crystal on top? That's originality. When I saw that blue crystal, I couldn't stand for a week. That's 115 points for Rigard, and that's uh, only going to be 70 points for Melendor. <laughs> oh, your ass. Oh, Melendor. And Melendor's then we're, falling. We're going to talk about the X Factor. I was once a young man with wide eyes, big dreams, and empty pockets. And I was walking down the street with my friend Laser, and I said, oh, I got enough gems for a pull. And he said, do it, bro. And I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the nature summons. And my first four-star hero was Melendor. Bernie Mac once said, the driver don't pick the car. The car picks the driver. <laughs> and I think that applies incredibly well here. Hmm. America. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. About a young falchion who just entered this game. A younger. (laughs) (laughs) Younger, yes. Was going about my business. You know, I was was relishing in the days of the Laylas, of the Banes, you know, for the the first four days of the game. (laughs) And then... Yeah, your first three days before you're double the (laughs) Laylas. And then, as a young player, I finally pulled a four-star. Rigard. Way back when, back in the first month of playing this game, I pro- I pulled first a Chow and then immediately after a Rigard. And let me tell you, I'm a big boy now. I'm a big boy playing this game. Not bigger than, than you know, some of the top tier, but I'm a big boy and I've been playing for a while. And you know who's still relevant? Rigard. I don't even have his costume. But I can plug and play him, and he will take hits. He still has a higher defensive stat than many of the five stars I have. And trust me, I've got a lot of five stars. (laughs) A lot of five stars, Reject. And Rigard, 
still takes hits from the strongest of those opposed to us. Very personal and moving last points. Uh, Melendor is going to get 73 points for that, uh, for the X Factor. And Rigard is going to get 47 points for the X Factor. With 238 points, Melendor. Wow! And the, and the winner with 277 points, Rigard. It was close, guys. It was, it was close. so close. Wow. So I won? <laughs> you, yeah. you were the best loser. Well, please tell us your thoughts <sighs> on Melendor and Rigard and who's actually better, who should have won in the mailbag at our Gmail. Speaking of mailbag, we're going to jump into loading the head cannon, but this time we are going to include the mailbag segment in the loading the head cannon. So we got a very nice email and a, a great question from Anthony Davis's Unibrow. Uh, so thank you, well, Anthony Davis. Great friend of the Unibrow. show. Great friend of the great, show. Yeah, yeah. Great friend of the cast. 80s news. Uh, so, so thank you so much for the question. Uh, it fits right into our Loading the Hand ca- Headcanon segment, which is why we're starting out here. Anthony Davis's Unibrow says, Hey crew, long-time listener, first-time writer. I've enjoyed hearing your different headcanons for what's happening in the empire of this world. And I would love to hear about the puzzles, about how the puzzles play into that. There are so many ramifications of your previous headcanons into which it would be fun to delve seems to me that if you are a god throwing your faceless troops into battle never to be seen again the match three game may show your mentality in war keep on puzzling in the free world anthony davis's unibrow so thank you again anthony davis's unibrow and here's kind of how we're going to break this down in the headcanon today loading the headcanon and again that's where we discuss how the mechanics of this game might translate into real life or a real war or real empire. How to do the puzzles themselves. So when I match three, what's happening in the world, right? In the game, when I match three shields, I shoot troops to the other team to do damage to the other team. But mm-hmm. how would that work in a real world? And my first question for you guys is, do you think it's... Me, so my character, whoever that is, if if I am the god of this world or the, the empire of this world, am I the one sending troops or is it my heroes that are sending troops? Because before we've called heroes generals, like leading our troops. So are they the ones that are making the choice to send troops or is it us? In my mind, it's my heroes. In my mind, they're leading their color troops and they're deciding now is the advantageous time for the troops that I brought to surge ahead. I'll actually take the opposite. I believe that I, as the leader, the deity, am taking hold of my team and commanding them um, collectively, sending my troops of a similar color into battle. Okay, okay. So I have a couple more thoughts then. Mm-hmm. If it is our heroes... My idea is that we as the god, before the battle begins, 
sit down with our heroes like like a war tent mm-hmm. and we basically play a board game on a table so the the battle is like it's a, like a preemptive so what's happening in the game like the mm-hmm. gameplay itself mm-hmm. is us like preemptively thinking about how the battle will go and we can't necessarily predict what the enemy will do i think it's fascinating it just makes me think you know what about how how do we take into consideration are we planning on one of our heroes dying you know like if in during that playing time like mm. uh you know what vivica you've been kind of <laughs> dropping the ball lately you're probably gonna die this round <laughs> so let's just plan on your death here and then Vivica says, I would I would die for you daily, God King. That's war. That's that war. Is, that is real. I I really like that. I love that scene in any like war movie or even like a heist movie where they have the map and they have right. the little pieces, like these represent us. I really like that. I think that's a great idea, Laser. Um it, it is interesting. I, I, I then would want to watch a cinematic after I play the part. Of my forces <laughs> enacting this in a bloody 4K widescreen on my iPhone. Wow. Then the other thing is that if it is the god who is making the moves, who's sending people. I like to envision that it's just me as the deity or the leader um, send out. It, I think that there's like a, a, like a kind of like a, a minor force field in between our two battalions and it takes at least three to get through and make any sort of damage to the other team so i have to collectively say you three join forces break through the barrier and deal some damage oh okay i like that so it's it's guiding like our troops sending them yeah because it is still made at the front lines yeah i like that too yeah, it is tough to break down what the actually matching three is, but it's like, hey, you three over there. Mm-hmm. And then when you see a, like an opportunity to get, you know, four or even five, and, and when you know when you can get five, yeah. the rest of the troops will be like empowered to like run <laughs> after the the five who are splitting the defense or whatever. Right. That's what I like to imagine the generals like are supercharged and have like a thor and endgame type thing where they just shoot energy across the battlefield to their to their troops that they summoned and uh yeah then they just go ape they just get that mario star in them just all rush forward falchion uh go ahead and jump into our last segment sure thank you um it's time for creator's corner in which we daydream about the future of empires and puzzles as well as yearn for changes we would like to see in the current game so today, I think it'd be super fun, is if we actually do some creating. And in talking about that, I have been thinking about, if I were to create a character, if I were to create a hero for me to use, what kind of fun, special ability could he have? Could he use that would be hmm. super interesting, frustrating maybe at times, but very interesting. And so i love to talk about that special, and I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts um, I envision some sort of hero with an instant kill special. Someone who, no matter what, will mm. be able to look at an enemy. I will be able to select that enemy as my target, 
and I have a chance to immediately destroy them no matter what. And it has like a small chance, maybe like a, it starts with a 10 or a 15% chance of hitting. And then uh, I was actually uh, thinking about this and maybe there could be some way that maybe with emblems or something to where you could increase that percent chance. I don't know, but I, I do like the, cause it is like, if you're going into a big boss fight, it is nice to have somebody that I have a chance to just take this person out with one hit. However, it is frustrating, especially if they were have like slow mana or something like that. And to be charging them up yeah. only to just completely whiff and, and just, you know, have a useless special. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, it's like a power word kill from D&D where you just get to kill somebody. And, and it could be Or a one-hit KO in Pokemon. True. Uh, it could be it could be measured that same way of like if someone is if someone is less than 75% health, it automatically works. That's kind of how D&D runs it. Or it could be like every time I like I kind of like this idea. Every time you miss the in, the mm-hmm. chance increases. So it's like the first time it's 5%, but then you miss again, it goes up to 10. And where you get to like you know, even 50-50 still could miss. And then it could just yeah, get cap crazy. Yeah, 40 or 50%. I like that yeah. a lot. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's really interesting too. Like, because then you're thinking about who you're pairing them with on your team. You know, if you've got someone who does mana up, you know, I think that's really fascinating. What were you going to say, Reject? I was going to say, I really love that idea of it increasing. And that would make it really fun for uh, regular stage battles. Because you wouldn't really want to waste it. On like round one of four, you'd want to save it for the boss. So then it'd be fun to be like, oh no, it popped off. It probably won't pop off in, in in the final round. Or oh no, it popped off, but it killed one of this boss's side minions. I, I think it'd be really fun because it would be frustrating a lot of the time. But there would be those few times when like you're in that raid and there's no chance for you to win, and he just one hit KOs somebody. That is yeah. really or fun. and like even if yeah. like. You think that's just an unfair use? What if, what if, what if you used him? And if, like, you're if you land it multiple times, maybe on like the third time, you die as well. It's like a kamikaze attack. I like, yeah, I like that too. It's like a lot of, uh, like mm-hmm. a lot of danger, a lot of risk right. for the reward. Yeah, I um, like that idea. Real quick too, I'd love to talk about like, what do we think this person would look like? With this hero, I envision some some gigantic beast with a giant hammer that is very slow to swing. But if he connects, you are just done for. <laughs> what are you guys' thoughts on aesthetic? Uh, I most I'm mostly thinking about like a, a drill with a face. Mm. Just like it'll drill right through you, but it's got a face. It personifies the drill. I know. I really enjoy yeah. that laser. I, I remember yeah. uh, Falchion one time <laughs> spoke about in season three Valhalla at the root of Yggdrasil, mm. a dragon, right? Mm. Who was, uh, spoiler alert, is maybe around in the plot of uh, season three. I oh, think dang. if that dragon had that special, that would mm. be really dope. Wow. And then he can be a season three hero, and they already have art for him. But yeah, he's just a you know 
He might be sleeping, he might be busy with a squirrel, but if he turns his ire against you, you have no chance. Uh, and what color would he be, Falchion? I don't know. Red? <laughs> you hope. You, you do love I mean, red I'm saying red studies. because chances are I'll pull him if I make him red, so. Well, I love that idea. I hope it's a hero one day that we could all get. Reject, we have a message for our dear listeners. It's a very special message. Dear listeners, thank you for all your support and love. We have one request of you this week. If you've been a fan of the pod, if you've been enjoying what we've been putting out, we challenge you, tell one or two friends this week who play this game with you. Maybe drop it in your Alliance chat, but that two to three minutes it takes to type that message or to start up that potentially embarrassing conversation with your doctor can bring more people who love this game to our pod. <laughs> and so if, if if we can grow this community, uh, it's going to take a village, everybody. Uh, and mm. if, as, as always, if you have any other things to add, comments, concerns, questions, or ideas like AD's Unibrow had for our segment today, Feel free to e- email them to us at five star pull at gmail.com. That's F I V E S T A R P U L L at gmail.com. And that's it for this week. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review the podcast. And like Reject said, tell your friends about us, please. You can follow us on Twitter at F star pull to get any news updates. And join us in two weeks for the next episode. And we will see you all on the battlefield.